death in the way my hunger pangs. Moving my feet so my stomach won't hurt. I'm so hungry. We often talk about rising college tuition, but we don't usually think about other costs like food and housing. Instead of worrying about grades, internships, and finding a job after graduation, a new study from Cal State University found their students are worried about where they're going to lay their head tonight. We're talking about one in 10 of their students don't know where they'll sleep tonight, and nearly one in four don't know where they're going to get their next meal. His tummy sounds angry, Daddy. Yeah, that's his stomach eating itself. campus of LCMSU, everyone. Who are you? I am the Chancellor. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Marcus Zill. South today, Birmingham, Alabama. I have with us Robbie Tryon, a member of Hope Lutheran Church in Birmingham. He's involved with our campus ministry at our LCMSU chapter at UAB, the University of Alabama, Birmingham. Go Blazers! How are you doing today, Robbie? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing? I am doing fantabulous. So you dropped me a note about something. Next thing you know, you're on the radio, right? <laughs> right. Okay, Birmingham, tell us a little bit about UAB, your congregation, and your campus ministry. Okay, well, um, we go to, I go to Hope Lutheran Church, and uh, it's, a, it's a fairly small congregation, and, you know, we looked around, at, Birmingham has several colleges, and there, there wasn't really anybody doing campus ministry sure. in the area. So we, we talked to the council, and we thought we should, we should do that. Um, I, I went to Alabama and Tuscaloosa, and that was a big part. The, the campus ministry there was a big part of my college experience. It kind of kept me grounded. So I really wanted uh, to do something like that at uh, UAB. Oh, excellent. And still uh, basking in the, uh, the aftermath of your national title? Yes, yes. I, I went to Alabama during the, the rough times where we weren't winning very much. Um, so it's real good now, yeah, but I've, yeah. I've kind of, having kids and everything, that kind of gets you to settle down a little bit from the diehard fan. And as, as, as much as, as, much as uh, our listeners are caring, uh, everybody outside of Alabama really doesn't feel your pain. How tough it must have been that they did, oh, they didn't win any titles while you were there or whatever. But uh, you No, certain... we weren't very good at all. I think we were bad for 20 years. I mean, it felt like we were Mets fans there for a while or something. <laughs> wow. So we were pretty bad. Yeah, now we're well, really you guys, good. You guys have had a good run the last decade or so, no doubt about it. Right. Now, I, I noticed, because I was there for the LCMS National Black Ministry Convocation uh, this last summer, and I kind of I took the time. I went to Bama. I went to Auburn. Um, with mm -hmm. the, so you see both the campus pastors of both the, the Bama and Bama and Auburn people don't really like each other all that much. Do they? <laughs> no, no, but I mean, it's crazy. Cause you know, I have relatives that are Auburn fans. So 
you know, we, we love them. We just try not to watch football games with them because it can get ugly. And I didn't even know <laughs> that UAB had a football team, but they are, they're building facilities, all sorts of stuff there. They had a football team, and it was that was actually a big story. I remember reading about uh, some little kid in Ohio donating a dollar to the program because they got rid of the program a couple years ago, and then there was a big movement to bring the football team back. So this year was the first year back on campus stepping into the ncaa football world when you're smack dab bet- between alabama and auburn trying to carve your piece of the media pie that's kind of right <laughs> fan that's base tough. Is, fan base is pretty committed down there on most saturdays uh whether uab has football or not but they're the blazers and i gotta ask you this right is it true does everybody have to wear a, a like a suit coat and suit uh walking around campus since they're called the blazers I, or is that a myth i I think that's just on Wednesdays. Maybe <laughs> we're there Thursday, so we don't we don't see too many Blazers then. Casual maybe on Fridays Wednesdays and, and, and Blazer Wednesdays. <laughs> right. So. Tell me what what it is that that you do for a living. I'm a video editor. I make local commercials. Excellent. Now I asked you to come on the show because because you're getting ready to to work with something called the Blazer Kitchen. What is the Blazer Kitchen? Tell us about this program at UAB. Well, it's part of a program that provides food for uh, the faculty and staff of the university, folks that have food insecurity. Food insecurity. Right. That's something new that I that I didn't okay. I didn't know about for a while. But um, it just started last year, March 2007. Huh. And they average anywhere from. 8,000 to 10,000 pounds of food distribution each month and are currently serving over 400 food insecure clients. It looks to me like it's, uh, and this is at the university, that this is what's kind of, this is going to be a new idea for many of our listeners. Maybe not all of the college students that might be listening, but this idea that there are college students that are struggling to find food. I mean, that just kind of, that really kind of boggles my mind. I mean, I know it's, we all know it's, you know, maybe a college education at a typical state U isn't what it used to be. And sometimes it's harder and harder to find jobs these days once you get out. Uh, right. And a lot of college, former college students might end up homeless, but whoever thought that you might have this as somewhat of a problem while people are actually in college to the point that the university feels the need to basically run you know, have a food drive and run a food pantry. Right. Well, it's it's interesting because, you know, folks have joked for a long time, you're going to college, you got to stock up on ramen noodles, you know. Sure. So I think folks folks just thought that was part of part of college. And I think that's a, that's kind of a problem with uh, what's happening now is folks just think, you know, toughen up. I, I had to eat ramen noodles in college too. But, you know, there are universities and colleges have opened over, you know, uh, 502 food pantries this past recently so i mean it's it's a growing issue well i was i was just out a couple months ago i was out in northern california and i mean northern california i mean like an hour or two south of oregon and humboldt state university and they were running a food pantry there and i I was just kind of blown away i'm like why do you guys need to run a food pantry goes because it's so expensive to Mm -hmm. live in a college community to live on campus and we all know that there's a lot of kind of a campus slumlords with their rentals and whatnot and charging high rates for college and you know when you when you add that to the high cost of an education and students on uh, student loans and this that and the other thing and 
just the slightest thing happens, they they could be out on their own and, and you know sleeping on a friend's couch for a semester. Right. So, uh, in fact, this is kind of fascinating. I'll just go ahead and read this. Um, it's from a 2017 April New York Times article. And just to get your reaction, it says, last month, the Wisconsin Hope Lab at the University of Wisconsin in Madison released a study that surveyed students at 70 community colleges in 24 states, and it found 14% were homeless. And those findings build on a study released last year, 016, at California State University, where I was at Humboldt State, that estimated that 8 to 12% of its students were homeless. 2015, sixteen thousand and two thousand fifteen to sixteen, thirty-two thousand college applicants were identified as unaccompanied homeless youth on federal student aid forms. So they're filling out student aid forms claiming to be unaccompanied homeless youth. And most people consider that to be really low. And I would imagine mm-hmm. I pay as much attention to college culture as, as anyone, um, given my position and my my passion and my having served so many years as a campus pastor, but I didn't, I didn't see this coming, but why do you think this is so, uh, this really isn't on our radars? Why, why would young people, you you can't always trust the statistics, but why has this kind of been invisible till now? Since, since I went to college and and probably before then, I mean, folks were saying you have to go to college and now more and more folks do go to college, you know, and the price of college is going up, but, uh, you know, that income, folks aren't making as much money to to uh, to cover that cost. And they just assume, so, well, I'm supposed to go to college because that's what you do, and they don't necessarily have the means and resources to do it. They just know they're supposed to. Right. Now, of course, one of the other problems is that uh, I would imagine, as the uh, father of a high school senior and a um, college sophomore, I would be thinking to myself, uh, man, I don't really want any of my friends to know I'm homeless. I mean, right. here I am taking philosophy class, or, you know, studying to be an Indian. You know, I can't, you know, kind of. It, it, it's not exactly the best uh, way to pick up a date, too. Like, hey, baby, uh, where where do you live? Well, I I don't know where I live. <laughs> I mean, it, that's not, right. So I probably, if I was in their shoes, I wouldn't advertise it either. Now, how did your group get involved? How did you guys catch whiff of this and uh, get involved with this Blazer Kitchen? How does how did that happen? Well, Pastor Carlson, our pastor, he uh, he is a dual parish pastor, and they started a food pantry at the the church St. Paul that he preaches at. Uh-huh. And part of that that process of starting the food pantry was building a website to manage all the clients and inventory and reporting necessary you know, all the re- reporting that was necessary to facilitate that. And um, so this was the first food pantry website used in Central Alabama's food pantry chain. And the FBCA or the they the Food Bank of Central Alabama, they were really intrigued by that idea. And they had Pastor Carlson come and he presented to their annual conference. And as a result, other food pantries, including the one at UAB, they, they started asking about Pastor Carlson and they wanted to have a similar, get him to make a similar website for them. Hmm. So he agreed to uh, work on the Blazer Kitchen's website, and that that allowed him to build some relationships with the staff of the Benevolence Board at UAB, and that that allowed us to, you know, work with them. Have you heard whiff of this at any of the other schools in Alabama? Like you're a Bama alum, they don't have something like this up at Bama, do they? 
Not that I'm aware of. I'm intrigued. My my gut tells me that you know UAB being a, more of an an urban school, kind of mm-hmm. a kind of more traditionally at least a commuter school that. Uh, that some of these issues maybe come up a little bit more. And I noticed that the Blazer Kitchen website, it says that, uh, that they, almost, they almost serve more employees, slightly more like about 60% of those that, that receive food are, are employees of the university, 40% are students. So this isn't just mm-hmm. a matter of reaching out to students, but really reaching out to the whole Blazer community, which is really fascinating to me because I get asked this question all the time in campus ministry. Who are we serving? Who are we supposed to be serving? And when you think about it, you know, it really should be, if it's just the college students, it should be college student ministry. Um, Because if you use the phrase campus ministry, ministering to the campus, that would include everyone. And so it's intriguing to me. I mean, you have professors, you have others on campus that we have an obligation to reach out to as well, those who aren't believers, the atheists, the agnostic, international students. And in this case, you have an actual opportunity for mercy work at a college campus in terms of helping to meet some of the very, very basic needs of people, including college students. Now, I have not heard of, other than at Humboldt State in California, I haven't heard of anybody else in all of our 230 chapters or so that uh, is participating in, in this kind of a situation on their campus. Mm-hmm. But, um, but apparently it's a thing. And, uh, it is. You know, it kind of underscores the importance of the people of God getting involved. I mean, why do you think, is that something that uh, your congregation tries to emphasize, that, hey, look, you know, we're the people of God and our, we need to love, our, love God by loving our neighbor and our neighbor hears a need? Yeah, yeah. I mean, these are these are our neighbors, so we we have the, the opportunity to provide for them. And our our uh, LCMSU group is small, and our our congregation is small. But we're going to do you know what we can with our resources to to provide for them. Now you know this is kind of an interesting twist uh, to the time that I was when I was a campus pastor three and a half years ago now. I got so tired. Uh, you know, you go to the student orientation fairs, you go to tabling opportunities in the student union, and everybody's setting out the little baskets with little caramels and Tootsie Rolls and uh, Butterfingers and uh, Hershey's Kisses and sometimes chocolate chip cookies. And, and then you have, you know, join us tonight for Bible study, free pizza, free pizza feed at this church, free pizza that. And I kind of coined this phrase because um, it got annoying because everything was about food. And it mm-hmm. wasn't about food in the sense of, you know, these people don't have any food. You know, uh, everybody kind of assumes, well, they have food. They just like food. <laughs> and, and so, but I coined this phrase, and it kind of stuck. And it was, pizza's great, but it's not the gospel. And we, we stopped offering food as a way of kind of enticing people to come to our stuff. I mean, that's, you know, I always felt like there's a little carrot for everybody to come to your stuff. But this, this is a, this is kind of turning that on its head, which I love because you're saying, look, before, this is our opportunity to kind of get to know these people and to care for them because, you know, why should they care what you have to say? They don't just want an extra slice or two of pizza because they're gluttonous college students that stay up too late at night and need some reason to come to a Bible class. They literally don't have enough to get by. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's got to, we got to go past the gimmicks, you know, 
pizza's great, like you said, but I mean, I think a lot of times when you, when, when you offer pizza or ice cream, folks think you're trying to kind of bait and switch or something, you know, you're trying to, <laughs> trying to get them to do something, but they, there is a need for, for food and fellowship and, and, and a way to offer God's word. You just had your first event. Uh, what, what actually did you do? Well, to promote it, we the week before we got a table in the the Hill Center, the student union there, and uh, okay. we we had a banner and we handed out flyers about the event, and we had a representative from the Blazer Kitchen that sat there with us, and uh, we had social media. I, I promoted it on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook uh, daily leading up to it. Oh, wonderful! And then we had a table in the afternoon the following Thursday on the campus green. That's like the green area that's right across from the, the Hill Center and the and the wreck, but it's the big green area on campus. It's a visible place. So, um, yeah. yes. So we did pretty pretty well for our first effort. We got uh, about a hundred um, items. And what were you asking? What were you asking and to back up a little? What were you asking people to do? We uh, we listed all the the items that the Blazer Kitchen. Uh, collected they collected food items and uh toiletry items and we told that told folks that if they donated an item we would give a dollar for every item they donated oh and that was from your church from hope lutheran church and your birmingham lutheran fellowship basically well no um pastor carlson actually applied for like a development grant grant at the beginning of the year so that's really helped us fund Man, a lot you guys of things. are tech savvy grant writing savvy i this is impressive yeah pastor carlson's a grant writing machine obviously it's it's more about it's always about theology but <laughs> but uh you also have to yeah. be savvy in, in these these worldly type things too and, and that's wonderful you're making use of these things so somebody get kind of had a list out there of hey we're gonna have this drive uh, a week from now, we'll be back. Uh, these are the types of things that we're looking for, and if you you know you give this, we'll 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 also beef it up by donating X amount to uh, to help out the kitchen as well. Right, and so we ended up actually giving four hundred dollars instead of the one hundred so odd dollars that would have matched the, okay. the donations. Of course, when you start promoting stuff every day, I mean, I think naively we hope that you know we just have crowds and crowds of folks come, but we were happy to have have the response that we had. Well, I just I just want to say how amazing it is to me. And sometimes it's easy to get a little down, you know, you, 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 this wasn't going to turn into some like a, you know, a revival and these students are, you know, they're, they're heading to class. I mean, the idea that a college student is thinking ahead, hey, I'm going to bring some things, you know, by to drop off at this thing while I'm on my way to class, right. while I'm in my sweats and I'm running late. I am, you know, that's, it's actually remarkable. I, I would say, I mean, anything that you guys received is, is a gift. And uh, you also yeah. raise the exposure and the awareness for your partnership and the network of the Blazer Kitchen, even beyond just that which you reached. And, you know, the next time, whether it's you guys or someone else down the line or another group that does something similar, <clears throat> that's only going to help increase the profile and the awareness as you know, uh, as a guy that does commercials, the worth of, of having eyeballs seeing what you're about is, is always positive, even if you can't uh, gauge it immediately. Sure, and, and getting out there more and more, you know, the more times you get out in front of folks, you know, the more recognizable. What did you learn from the lesson? What Are you going to do it again? What might you do differently the next time? You know, there's a, you can always, second time usually always goes a little smoother than the first time. What, what are the lessons here? Sure. Well, I mean, I think it was a good event, and I mean, 
one of our goals is is to uh to help our neighbor you know and um so i i think that that the blazer kitchen is definitely a good way to do that but we, we i think we want to try to talk to them more so that we can make sure that our um advertisements get out there we we kind of got like uh preliminary we're like a preliminary club we don't have all the all the members that we need to be a full-fledged uh campus official oh, so campus maybe group. they maybe didn't didn't treat you quite as so, uh, as a, a level of officialdom as as if you had recognized student status well, and and it, it, all that stuff came through very close to the event so i mean next okay. time we'll definitely be smoother because we won't be kind of like you know biting our fingernails hoping that we'll be able to get a table in the hill center or and everything should go smooth for Dallas. No, and just more. a just a word of encouragement to you and the people at uh, <clears throat> excuse me at, at Hope and uh, Birmingham Lutheran Fellowship. I always, I always, my dad always taught me, you know, be thankful that anybody came to anything that you offered, but always realize that there there, there could have been more, and there are more. And and the bottom line is, you guys are going to learn a lot from this experience, and and you're teaching us. You, I mean, you guys are on the cutting edge, Robbie. I mean, I don't I don't know anybody else that's. Uh, <laughs> Any other student group anywhere in the LCMSU nation that's doing anything quite like this, even at a modest level. And you have a real chance. It's, it's not just about caring for, for our neighbor, but you're actually teaching those in the campus community about how they can care for their neighbor, too, and look after one another in a godly way, and that that is what the church is about. So one of the things that I think would be really cool, because I imagine... I'm assuming a lot of these people were just kind of dropping stuff off and had to be on their way, even though maybe you wished you could have talked to them a little bit when they dropped food stuff off. Right. Well, maybe that's something to think through for the next time. For instance, it seems to me that that's kind of how it's going to be. You know, I'm a student. I'm in my sweats. I'm running late. I'm going to class. Oh, that's right. I was. I mean, I set aside the stuff. I'm going to drop it off. I don't have time to talk. Maybe you need to develop some sort of, maybe for the next time, some sort of a kind of a flip card or a postcard that uh, maybe one side can tell them about Hope Lutheran Church and BL, BLF and whatnot and your LCMSU chapter there. And the other side could even maybe be a little a devo or something, a short little devo, a, a couple scripture verses to look up that says, hey, thank you for caring about your neighbor. God reminds us, you know, kind of go through a little excursus about the uh, little devo about the uh, about why they did was such a wonderful thing in God's eyes. And, and that way, you know, they hand off their stuff. You have, if nothing else, you have something to hand to them that teaches them a little bit. And then, oh, by the way, if they happen to turn around and look on the back, they'll see who it was that was helping to sponsor this thing. Anyways, yeah, that, that's just that's a thought. A idea. And uh, anyways, I was thinking if we find out that this uh, food insecurity thing is a thing, uh, elsewhere in much greater measure than we realize at this moment. Maybe that's something that at LCMSU we can help develop kind of a resource that can be used for that too. But I applaud you guys for, for stepping out, for seeing a need, for realizing who your neighbor is, for getting, rolling up your sleeves, getting on campus, caring about those that are in need. Anyways, thank you for joining us here in the Student Union. Where can people go to find out more about about BLF, about Birmingham Lutheran Fellowship? You guys are savvy enough. you got to have a website here. Well, thank you for having us. We have a – there's a, a section on Hope's website, which is hopebham.org, and then we have a Facebook group. Hope, H-O-P-E. The letter B and ham. Okay. Anyways, thanks for joining us, Robbie, and thanks for all you do as a, as a volunteer 
um, you know, and as a lay member at your church to support your pastor, your congregation, and to constantly be thinking about how you can reach out to those around you, especially those on the campus nearby. Thanks a lot. Thank you. I'm so hungry. Happy Hunger Games. Well, that's all we have time for here in the Student Union. Check us out, lcmsu.org. And remember, college is tough. If you need Jesus, we'll help.